slip, and if you don't, it's not our fault. <laughs> we asked listeners about the podcast, and here's what one enthusiastic listener had to say. When I first listened to Design Your Decade, Journey to the C-Suite, an interactive podcast for the modern professional, it was so good that I told two friends about it. And, and they, they told, told two, two friends, friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. And so on. Believe me, there's nothing like Design Your Decade Journey to the C-Suite, where I learned about the five pillars of success to help me move up from paper shredder to executive vice president of a Fortune 1000 company in just three short months. And I'm on track to be CEO in three weeks, maybe four if I don't take a mental health day. C-Suite ambition is absolutely contagious. It's super funny, super informative, and super good for making bank. Try it, and you'll tell two friends about it, and they'll tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. Be sure to subscribe, share, and follow the original, the one and only, the overly awesome Design Your Decade Journey to the C-Suite, hosted by Roseanne Santos and Rio Rocket. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Design Your Decade DYD, their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The program participants' opinions are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Designer Decade, DYD, nor its affiliates, nor the companies with which such participants are affiliated, warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Investments in your career future or strategies mentioned in this program may or may not be suitable for you, but most likely are, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them, but you should listen to what we're telling you. This material does not take into account your particular career objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, but is probably perfect for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own career advisor, which if you're listening to the podcast is Roseanne and Rio. Past performance is not indicative of future results, but listening to the podcast, Design Your Decade, Journey to the C-Suite, often results in moving up the ladder and making bang. From the top of the Empire State Building, you're listening to DYD. Groovy. Testing, testing, check. Design your decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to another episode of the DYD podcast, your mini masterclass in career building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup Strengths coach, executive trainer, and don't tell me I can't do something. I'll do it just to prove you wrong. And I'm Real Rock, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. And I dare you not to be successful. Go ahead. Prove me wrong. Why are we so incredibly motivated to do something when we're told we can't do it? Why does it feel so much better when it means that it will prove someone wrong? Is it a rebellious thing? Like when your parents told you to stay away from a certain group of kids or to not go in their dresser drawer or that we can't go to that party that everyone who's anyone is going to be at? Is there a risk element? Like when you're playing truth or dare and the challenge of doing something we wouldn't normally do creates a sense of excitement in the unknown. Or is it a power move? Hmm, I think we're getting warmer now. When someone tells you that you can't do something, how many of us feel that the person now has power over us, our life, our career, our success, and our destiny? Does the response of doing what we're told is impossible stem from a deeper need to demonstrate some kind of power over them now? Are we just playing tit for tat? 
If we strictly limit this to the topic of accomplishment, then perhaps the best thing that ever happened to any of us is being told we never accomplished something or that we never reach our dreams. Jaina Oliver said, a soul is forged in the fires of adversity, not comfort. Being told you'll never accomplish your ultimate goal is very uncomfortable. You know what's even more uncomfortable? Having to live with someone being right about us not being good enough to get what we want in life. Remember when you were a kid and someone said, go ahead, I dare you. You usually responded by doing it. Hopefully, whatever you would dare to do was harmless. And if you're here listening to this now, then I'll presume that's the case. Now, hold on to this thought for a moment. In your adult mind, when someone says, you'll never make it as a singer, or you'll never graduate law school, or you'll never be a leader, our brain is reading it as, I dare you to make it as a singer. I dare you to pass the bar. I dare you to become a leader. Prove me wrong. You've come up against the face of adversity, which is the most powerful motivator that exists. In fact, things that are somewhat easy are sometimes much more difficult to accomplish than things that are challenging because easier goals provide less motivation than difficult goals. Ever wonder why millions of people are so motivated to complete a marathon while many people won't even take a walk around the block for some fresh air? Channeling adversity into motivation is a superpower, and it's been used by the most successful people that ever lived to accomplish the greatest things ever done. Arthur Borman was a disabled veteran of the Gulf War, and for 15 years, he was told he would never walk on his own, ever again. He accepted his doctor's opinions as fact for 15 years, unable to walk. In a last-ditch effort to get healthy, he gave yoga a try. But every yoga instructor turned him away, except one. He read about the former professional wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page, doing yoga and tried DDP yoga. Some of you may have even seen this on Shark Tank. Dallas was so moved by Arthur's story that he worked with Arthur, giving him a specialized yoga workout. And less than a year later, Arthur began to walk and could eventually run and even perform handstands and other athletic and acrobatic movements. Proving his doctors wrong, Arthur Borman is living proof that if you want me to do something, telling me I can't do it works. You know what that sound means. Top five examples of people who were told they can't but did. Si se puede. To reach the summit of Mount Everest is a triumph for any climber. But for Eric Weinmayer, the accomplishment is even more impressive. That's because he's blind. Born with a rare eye disease, Mr. Weinmayer lost his sight at age 13 and later discovered a sense of freedom through climbing. Rita Moreno was the first Puerto Rican to win an Oscar, but she is the third person in entertainment history to be an EGOT winner. But she had to overcome the constant message that she could never be more than a maid or background character in films. All of these rejections, harassment, and being told she would never be successful brought out her grit and resilience. Facebook tech giant and author of Lean In, Sheryl Sandberg, shared in an interview that the CEO of a Silicon Valley company told her, I would never hire someone like you. By 2008, she was Facebook's chief operating officer. Oprah Winfrey was once fired from a new show because she was called unfit for TV and too emotionally involved in the story she was reporting about. Well, we all know how that turned out. 
Jay-Z's uncle told him he would never make it as a rap artist. In a 2020 interview, he said that his uncle was probably projecting his own fears onto him. Well, we all know how the story ended. He made it as a rap artist and much, much more. When someone tells you you can't do something, it's more of a reflection of their limitations, not yours. Maya Angelou. Women and girls are always being told they can't do. You can't vote, can't fight in wars, you can't be a senator or VP or president. Women can't drive or fly or run or play. It's incessant. And while times are shifting and mindsets are growing in a positive direction, hey, we have a black woman VP. There are still a lot of obstacles out there. We have yet to have a woman governor in the United States. Let's take something like the Boston Marathon as an example. In 1965, no woman had ever run the Boston Marathon, not because they didn't want to, but because men didn't think women could withstand the physical pressures. In 1966, Roberta Gibb was the first woman to run the marathon, but not as a registered participant, so her accomplishment didn't count and was not recognized. In 1967, Catherine Switzer registered as K.V. Switzer and received a numbered bib making her the first registered woman to officially run the marathon. Her entry into the marathon is infamous because she was physically accosted by the head of the Boston Athletic Association, Jock Semple, who attacked her as she ran the race. Just check out the Boston Herald archives. There is video, photographs, and article upon article about the incident. But she persisted, finishing in just over four hours. She was determined to run that race after her trainer at Syracuse University told her no dame ever ran the Boston Marathon. She proved to him that she could, and the rest is history. I encourage you to check out her story at katherineswitzer.com. And this is just one story of countless in American history among Blacks, women, and the disabled. If you weren't a white man, then you have been told countless times everything you can't do because of some kind of inferiority. But for so many, like in Catherine Switzer's story, that's all you need to hear to get you moving toward proving the world wrong. That which does not kill us makes us stronger. Friedrich Nietzsche. The human brain, specifically the reptilian brain, is where our fight and flight inclinations live. And so when we are challenged to do something out of our safety or comfort zones, we default to fear and potentially reject challenges that would eventually provide us with important lessons. What's important to remember is that facing a challenge or showing someone that indeed you can do something comes with many rewards. Challenges develop mental toughness. The very nature of a challenge sets the stage for practicing mental toughness, which by definition means a psychological edge that enables you to remain focused and confident during high pressure situations to perform at one's full potential. Because as I mentioned earlier, challenges engage the reptilian brain, they also challenge fear. A challenge stands down fear. Fear is never a reason for quitting. It's only an excuse for those unwilling to face their doubts, insecurities, and mental boogeyman. Therefore, your first duty in rising to meet a challenge is to conquer fear. Otherwise, it will paralyze you. A challenge empowers freedom. Freedom isn't free. It requires blood, sweat, and tears, but the rewards are priceless. The decision to do something that you were told you can't means the freedom to continue doing it, and depending on what it is, building a legacy for others in the future. 
This proof cements in your mind that you are the type of person capable of performing great acts and that you really can do anything you set your mind to. And we'll wrap this episode up with the health tip of the day. Health tip of the day. Natural ways to defeat allergies. Allergy season is almost here. According to WebMD, there are easy and natural ways to combat them. Keep your indoor air protected by shutting your windows and doors on breezy days. We all know how lightweight and mobile pollen can be. Don't let it into the house. In addition, change your clothes before lounging around so that any allergens on your clothes don't spread to your furniture. Consider alternative treatments. You should always check with your doctor, of course. WebMD says butter burr, plants in the sunflower family, is one of the most promising and well-researched. Some studies suggest that a butter burr extract may work as well as antihistamine medicines. This tip has never failed in our health tip of the day. Eating lots of fresh vegetables, fruits, particularly grapes, apples, oranges, and tomatoes have shown that people that eat them have had fewer allergy symptoms. Researchers are still trying to figure out the link, but there's no doubt that a healthy diet is good for your whole body. Add at least one fresh fruit and veggie to every meal. Oh, and remember to drink lots of water. Drinking water, tea, and soup lessens mucus buildup and helps you stay hydrated. WebMD also suggests researching acupuncture and even sitting in the bathroom with the hot water running because the steam helps you clear your nasal passages. And of course, make an appointment to see your allergist. A nasal rinse also cleans mucus from your nose and can ease allergy symptoms. It also can whisk away bacteria and thin mucus and cut down on post-nasal drip. Buy a rinse kit or make one using a neti pot or a nasal bulb. There are many solutions on the market. Go natural with your cleaning supplies for your body and your home. Harsh chemicals can irritate your nasal passages and aggravate your symptoms. So make natural cleaners with everyday ingredients like vinegar or baking soda. Use a vacuum cleaner that has a HEPA filter to trap allergens. Allergies can turn a beautiful day into a miserable experience. So try out some of these natural remedies and feel better. And that's our health tip of the day. For LinkedIn services to boost that LinkedIn profile, executive coaching for those in corporate structures, or creative coaching for those in creative fields, contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. For podcast-related correspondence, contact us at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. Try it and you'll tell two friends about it and they'll tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. Past performance is not indicative of future results, but listening to the podcast, Design Your Decade, Journey to the C-Suite often results in moving up the ladder and making bank. From the top of the Empire State Building, you're listening to DYD Groovy.